Simon, and today I am here with rapper, model, and exotic dancer Mirage, whose EP Past Due is coming out in October. How are you doing today, Sexy? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having I'm me. Good. You're welcome, of course. <laughs> Love it. So where are you originally from? Uh, I'm originally born in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, and moved to Arizona with my dad when I was like 13, and I've been out here uh, since then. I live in Phoenix now. Work. Yeah, it's hot. I am. Um... Yeah, well, I know, believe me, I know about being hot. I am born and raised in Florida, and I live in Florida now. I want to get the fuck out. You don't like it? No, no. No. It is getting pretty crazy over there, so. And it's like, it's like, I'm like someone, especially like living here my whole life, I want to like get out. I, I my thing is I can't make up my mind if I want to stay on the East Coast or move to the West Coast. Like that's Yeah. I think I have love for both. I feel like the West Coast has really good vibes and the East Coast has uh I kinda like their style better, I would say, you know, or like culture. Yeah, and it's also at least from what I've seen, well, I'm not going to say for the whole West Coast. I'm going to say for L.A. You have more genuine people on the East Coast versus, like, L.A. is full of fake people. Yeah, it can feel so, like, transactional sometimes, you know? Which is yeah. which is fine, you know. We're all here to do something, but it's like you can have some genuine camaraderie in that, you know. But it's also with you saying it's transactional. It's like that's fine if you're visiting somewhere, but it's like if you're living there, it's like, well, how can you develop genuine friendships with people when you never know what their motives are? Yeah, that would suck. I guess I always like, um, I mean, in Phoenix, we kind of have this thing where it's like, if you're from Phoenix, we like look at you like, oh, you know, because a lot of people aren't from here. So I feel like LA is right. kind of like that too. So if it's like, maybe if you found someone not from there, you'd have a better chance of hitting it off. Yeah. Or if they haven't been there too long. Yeah, that's kind of like that. So I live in South Florida now, but I lived in Orlando for four years. And it's like, when I hear when I hear somebody from from Orlando, I'm like, "You're from Orlando? Like, <laughs> Orlando's where we go to like run away, right?" Yeah, it's kind of the same for Phoenix. It's rare, and it's like, "Why are you from here?" Well, what is? I've never asked this to somebody. I've interviewed one person from Phoenix before, but I'm guessing I'm going to ask you, what is there to do in Phoenix? <laughs> Everyone asks that. In the summer, it's like we seriously just stay inside because it's, it's right. like dangerous to be outside at that point, you know, because it's like 120 in the highs here. Um, and we do have a lot of, I think a lot of artists come through here and do shows and stuff. You know what I mean? So we just have a lot of concerts. Um and I guess we're getting like this new uh, Mattel theme park, which sounds pretty cool. And they're gonna have like a Barbie world and like Hot Wheels and stuff like that. 
So there'll be that. It, but you know what? It's not a whole lot to do. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's like, and the cool stuff to do is like pretty far. It's like a good 45 minutes. Like, you know, we have a couple of lakes around us, but they're all pretty far. Yeah. I mean, like, I've heard somebody describe essentially kind of like LA is basically like Phoenix except with like brand names like brandings no but like brands and names like everyone's like fancier out in LA like compared to Phoenix it's it's really getting there um we grew a lot like when COVID happened because I think we were one of the places that didn't shut down and a lot of people from Cali or Texas or wherever wanted to like migrate here um, so we grew a lot in the past couple of years. So it feels like it really is getting like similar to LA, especially with the traffic and stuff like that. So I'm guessing Phoenix doesn't have public transportation either, right? They do. They have a light rail that goes through like part of the city, not the whole city. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they have buses. So in other words, like nothing, like because because I will say this: when people say like cities with public transportation, that was the one thing about Orlando. Is if ever I didn't have my car and I didn't have enough money for Uber, I had to figure out places where I could walk. What are they? They have a bus, and they theoretically they have a train, but much like Phoenix, they have a train that runs in part of the city, but that's yeah. about it. It's like you're lucky if you live by it, but if you don't, it's kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like I don't know. It's it's um when I first moved to Phoenix, I used to ride the bus around a lot, but I've heard from a lot of people that it's like pretty dangerous these days, like the bus and the light rail and stuff. Honestly, is we have a large sure everywhere does i've heard but we have a pretty large like homeless population right now like for real really well yeah i mean it makes sense because it's a city like uh-huh and we have like you know i think la has a place and we have like a place like where they're all mostly at it's like close to down down downtown or something it's called the zone and yeah. it's like just camps of you know homeless people see see that's why if you've never lived in a city like that kind of stuff shocks you like i lived <laughs> i lit i lived in like i lived when i lived in orlando i lived downtown but i didn't there's like the fancy like skyscraper part of downtown and then there was a the hood where i lived because like uh. that was where some people are like it's not safe but i'm like yeah but it's affordable like <laughs> right literally when i when i lived there and like this is like pre, this is pre like covid pre-inflation like you could never get somewhere this cheap now i was living in a one-bedroom apartment and i was paying 700 dollars a month nice yeah i remember when i first moved to phoenix i it was probably like the ghettoest spot in the city almost but i had a one bedroom for like five and some change yeah, it was really cheap at the time, and now now that's like fifteen here. You know what I mean? And only like an eight year difference. 
Damn. It's crazy. So what was it like for you growing up as a kid? <sighs> My childhood was, uh, it's like, okay. So my uh dad was raising me until i was like five because my mom passed away when i was a kid when i was like one um and then you know he i feel like maybe he never really got over it and other stuff probably happened to him throughout his life and he uh turned to drugs and he kind of got addicted to like crack and um stuff like that you know, it was like during that era, like the 90s right. and stuff. Um, and yeah, I guess he, he would go through phases where he gets his shits together, he gets clean, and then it usually dips back. Like it's right. like a roller coaster with him. So my grandma, my nana, I called her, um, took me in, his mom, and raised me till I was like 13. And she started having. Um, some pretty bad health issues and she had to get like yeah. a whole back surgery and everything. And it's like a pretty intense recovery. And, um, so, you know, at the time my dad kind of, that was in Ohio, that part in like a small, right. after Cincinnati, we lived in like a small country town, you know, very like everyone is like a football player or like a cheerleader is like very, you know, typical, right. Like, um just country kind of shit and <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty country i'm not gonna lie yeah. and um yeah then when i was 13 like i said i moved uh to tucson arizona with my dad and um that's about two hours from phoenix it's a small city um and then when i was 20 you know i was like let me move up to Phoenix because it's got a little more going on at least. And yeah. I knew I wanted to get into like bartending. And um, I was actually already coming up to Phoenix every single weekend to dance because there was really nowhere to dance in Tucson for guys. Yeah. And so I was coming up here to work every weekend and I just, you know, decided to move up eventually. It's a good decision. See, that, I think. see that's got to be hard well actually like i will say i'm one of very few people who are theoretically our age who knows what it's like not to have their mother because my mom passed away when i was 18. So, really yeah oh, wow. see that's pretty like you really had to like feel it when mine passed away i was born yeah. so it's like yeah i have that that pain of like never having a mom or whatever but i yeah. didn't have to go through losing her in a sense no right or i don't remember it yeah that's see that's the great thing and like in some ways like everyone thinks 18 you're an adult let me put it this way my dad was the one so who was far. like my, my my dad was the one who like thought that i was like capable of like being able to um be with my mom when she because my mom had um two different kinds of cancer she had breast cancer and ovarian cancer so it's like no so I'm like sorry. thank you so it's like at one point he was like oh you're gonna be the one to stay home and take care of her and i'm like 
then then eventually like i think it was like one day and then eventually he ended up getting a nurse because it's like i just because especially my mom was the person who's like she was she was very stubborn and the fact that she was like she didn't want anyone to cry in front of her and it's like when i see someone who's like i consider like the strongest person in my life basically get reduced down to nothing that's all i wanted to do was cry that's <laughs> yeah yeah i remember um my my nana passed away when i was like 20. so that was kind of like my version of me like losing my mom because she yeah. was like she kind of stepped in she's the one that like, took care of you yeah right you know i felt like she was like the one that like really cared about me as a kid if it like if it wasn't for her who knows where i would have been with my father you know what i mean so and like the hardest part <laughs> so this comes with my next question so what was it like for you coming out oh that's a good question um i came out it was pretty funny because i it was pretty typical the way i did it i guess like at first i came out to um my friends that were girls right you feel more comfortable right. coming out to like the girlfriends for some reason because you think the guy friends are gonna be like oh i don't know and um so then i think i came out to my guy friends and surprisingly it was just like for me the experience was like everyone kind of maybe thought you were and they're like glad that i came out because they feel like i'm being a more authentic me which was really cool you know what i mean because i know yeah. not a lot of people have that uh, experience with it and then at the time I was living with I was like 17 and I was living with my aunt and uncle and like their kids my cousins and I just like <laughs> sat them in the living room one night because I had went on a date with this guy right and I was like I thought you know we're gonna be something right <laughs> and so I like I'm like I better sit them down <laughs> it's getting serious and yeah. tell them that you know um I like guys basically and they're like yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine like kind of maybe thought so but you know we were just like letting you do your thing figuring it out it's like oh cool so my experience wasn't really bad at all with that honestly i will put it this way family wasn't the problem but i did have a problem with my coming out yeah so the thing was i came out four months after my mom died so it was like I say in some ways I had it easier because I only had to tell my dad. I guess. And then, uh, and then I had like an older sister who. So when I came out, the religious person that I was, I came out as bisexual. But even that was like such a like big thing. <laughs> Literally. So here's the bad part. I came out to a youth minister. <laughs> which was a mistake like you were feeling that guilt <laughs> and and then i told him about this performance idea i had with like a knife and how i had practiced it because i'm theatric clearly like uh -huh. <laughs> and like so he left the room he came back in about 10 minutes later he said you have one of two options either you're coming with me or i'm calling the cops and where was with and, him? 
We're getting there. So he took me to get a psyche valve. Of course. I passed it. Oh shit. What? He he lied to make it seem like I was lying. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Oh my fucking god. That's what those religious people will do. Yeah. And then once I got out, he, he set me up with this therapist. Therapist. Who was trying to pray the gay away. Like a... What do they call that? They, they call it... There's like a Conver- name for it. Conversion therapy? Yes. Yes. That's crazy. Wow. So clearly it didn't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought it worked for about six hours. Uh-huh. And then I saw a guy who I was attracted to. I saw his ass and got a boner. And then I'm like, nope. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I knew when I was a kid and when I was still dating girls and stuff, um, I suspected it a lot. And then I was just, you know, kind of hoping it was a phase that would go away. And if I don't think about it and I just focus on the fact that I'm dating girls and, you know, like, mess around with them, that it will just go away eventually. I'll become more attracted to the girls or whatever. And that was just, like, never the case for years, you know? So it's like, He's come to terms with it, I guess, right? Yeah, and it's like, because theoretically, okay, so this will just give me a better sense of your age. So you said you were 17. What year were you What What year were you 17? What year was I 17? I don't know. I was born in 93. Okay, so all right. So you're a year older than me. I was born in '94. So like, really? Yeah, yeah. When I came out, I came out in 2012. So it's like that was. I would arguably say this question is going to come up later. I had this argument with somebody where I said, in theory, it was better to be gay then. But this person pointed out to me, they're like, "When is when was it ever good to be gay?" And I'm like, fair. (laughs) I mean, I feel like people are more sensitive now, in a way. Like, like it's like an issue in schools and stuff to, like, call people by their pronouns and everything. You know, like, when we were kids, like, gay meant, gay was like a synonym for that's bad. Like, that's gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, even, like, I would say. And it's like, Back then, the um, the uh, T slur was thrown around all the time. For sure. Even even on like the craziest part is you see it on like shows that were on Logo because like on the A list New York, like they literally Austin Armacost literally used that word to call a, to talk about a drag queen, and I'm like. How was this acceptable? Like, yeah, that's ignorant. It's like, I'm like, this would never fly now. This person would never be able to work again. Uh Right. Yeah. It's so funny looking at the differences 
and what's allowed and what's not. Even like, especially with like comedy, like remember comedy specials back then, like that would never fly today, you know? No, yeah. It's crazy. Because like, and granted, like some of it, you don't want to say you find some of it to be funny, but you still do, even though you know it's not politically correct. But it's like, honestly, if we're all just focused on being politically correct all the time, we'd never get anything done. <laughs> yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, we would all morph into just one style of being, and it would be boring as fuck. Yeah. I mean, you know, not like people need to be disrespectful and shit, but I think it's okay if like both parties have a sense of humor to joke around with each other sometimes, like you know. But I mean, yeah, it's like that's the thing. I also feel like when I'm talking about so like people who aren't gay talking about the ways that like gays people talk to people talk to each other sometimes, it's like yeah, but that's my friend. Like Yes, this might you might think this is the most hateful, vile, disgusting thing you've ever heard. But at the end of the day, it's just a joke and like I love that bitch and we're gonna hug and like everything and it's gonna be fine. Oh shit. My computer almost turned off. Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. No, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I mean, you brief you briefly talked up uh, talked on this, but what was it like for you moving to Phoenix? It was just um, it's super hot. Even <clears throat> the Phoenix is two hours away from Tucson, but it's always like ten degrees hotter, just because like I guess maybe the elevation and. I think it's like just all the city, all the asphalt, it just heats up during the day. You know what I mean? Like a fucking oven, right. like a big oven. So it's a it's definitely hot here. Um it's big. It's like you know, it's like one of those cities that are split up into like different sections. Like we have Tempe and Scottsdale and Glendale, but it's all just like a big portion of Phoenix. Okay. Um, you know, I definitely got lost a lot when I first moved here, so it's big. But, I mean, I like it. It's. I was thinking, like, I don't know, it would be good for me to, like, move somewhere else because I feel like I've grown so much since I moved to Phoenix and, like, even just made, like, so many connections and just know, like, a lot of good people and stuff like that. So I feel like, oh, well, it would be cool if I could do that in, like, another city. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, especially I would say, as artists, artists don't like to like settle down in one place and like live there forever because they need to be inspired by new shit. Like that part, yes, the inspiration. The last time I went to Cali, I really, really did love the weather and like, like I said, is some of it felt very transactional. But there's probably those people everywhere. But some people are pretty nice. Um, I don't know. I'm all, I also feel like Texas would be a good good place. Like maybe Dallas. Or 
I like Atlanta. I have a good time when I go to Atlanta, but a lot of people say they don't like it there. I will say my idea is to theoretically use Atlanta as like a transitional city. Yeah. Once I leave Florida, because it's like I know because this is the thing about doing especially like doing this podcast i now know people i wouldn't say everywhere but i know people in like different parts of the united states like i know people in boston i know people in new york i know people in seattle i know people in la it's like (laughs) but but thing is the only reason i'd want to like theoretically quote-unquote settle somewhere is because like my idea would be to like get this and like do the, get like a studio to do this and like do interviews with people in person. Ooh, that would be cool. Yes. We could sit there and like sip on a drink or whatever. Yeah. I love that. And it's like it's so like especially like I had this discussion. I just did an interview on Tuesday and it's like that person's like, that would be such a vibe for you. It's somebody I had interviewed at this point, as I was talking to you before. I am not opposed to like some people constantly want to meet new people. Listen, mm-hmm. if I can if I can interview somebody four or five times, I'm gonna do it. Like <laughs> yeah. coming up with questions with them, like it's so much easier than having to try and like reach out to people. Which, which I want to be clear, I'm not being lazy by saying that. I'm just saying it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that because some of my fans like to be shady. Um, <laughs> oh, do they? They feel shade. Well, literally, the okay, speaking of, the person from Phoenix. I interviewed one of the person from Phoenix. His name is Seti. And Seti. when I was interviewing... Yeah, Seti. He's on what the... Do they, do? they are a... um. OnlyFans content creator. Probably seen him around, but it doesn't like ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. It's just said he's like short, little, like f- five foot. I think he's like five nine. Five nine, big ass, like literally just like <laughs> love the bitch. Anyway, when I was interviewing Seti, I asked Seti. Do you believe that you or do you think you need a nose job? And somebody in my comment section said, like, why do you think said he needs a nose job? I'm like, that's not what I said. But why did you ask it? (laughs) Because I was curious because they have because Seti has a big. Not that I'm saying this is wrong. Seti is black, but he has like a big Arabian style nose. And I'm like, some people don't like that. Yeah, that's some why I asked. Want to get it fixed? Yeah, I feel that. What you try to make me look like a bitch? Is that what you? <laughs> <laughs> I just think in the fact that you ask his like, it's funny. <laughs> I would have laughed. <laughs> I love the bitch. Like, do I need one? Th- no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the questions? No, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. I don't ask everybody. I have theoretically the same questions I ask people, but that's not one. Of them. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, there's there's um what was the other question that I directed I towards him? For this person now. Yeah. The other question is the thing is we follow each other on Twitter and like he said like I'm not afraid about sucking a guy's dick past the nut. And <laughs> my like, first question after he nuts? Yeah. Okay. And my first question was I'm like, we're doing that. I mean, like, great, you do it and all, but it's like, are you ever afraid of somebody pissing in your mouth? Like, that was. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it feels like that after. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Like and, I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> <clears throat> maybe that's what he was insinuating that he wouldn't mind. <laughs> no, he said he, that's what he said. He said he wouldn't mind with somebody that he knew. And I'm like, well, that's fair. Wow. Did you ask if they would swallow it? Because <laughs> what do you do once it's in your mouth? Like, you know what? I might interview Seti again. I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I didn't think to ask that question. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like I'm always about like crossing. Well, no. As I always, as I was explaining to somebody when I talk about my interviews, I'm like the first interview is theoretically the quote unquote innocent interview. When I invite people back, it's usually when I like push the boundaries. Oh yeah, that's fun. Like I ask people if they've had sex in public. I ask them how old they were when they lost their virginity. Like those kinds of questions, which I wouldn't do with somebody off the bat unless I think I could get away with it. I don't really mind like questions like that. No, because I, like, I like to keep some mystery to people, but you know, I'm not like super uptight either. Well, one thing that I forgot to put, you also do OnlyFans. So, like, obviously, right. Obviously, I'm in the industry. <laughs> right. But I have been um, kind of like rebranding my my content on there a bit and like switching it up from like what i used to post honestly because i i had quit doing it for a while and i'm like yeah so i'm trying to get back into it but i want to make it you know maybe um just a little different well okay I didn't write this question, but I'll ask it now anyway. It's like, so in that, do you kind of want to rebrand it because in some ways you want to be taken seriously as an artist? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely part of it. And then just, I guess, also have it to be like, if there was ever some kind of leak or some post that comes back to haunt me, I would be somewhat okay with it and i think definitely there was stuff that if it was exposed to the general public i would be like not okay with it you know what i mean but i mean i get that because like again referencing the person that i interviewed on tuesday their name is demilo and like they they completely stopped because they're like, I want to be taken seriously as a musician, which uh -huh. 
they should be. They're fucking talented. Like, it's like wanting to distance yourself from that. It's like, because in some ways, you probably, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, you probably started doing that stuff when you were at a, like a lower point in your life, right? I did open my OnlyFans um, during COVID when the yeah. club that I was bartending at shut down for the second right. time. And, um, you know, my landlord was like, where's the rent? And I was like, I thought, you know, landlords were like waiting. And he's like, no, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, wow, that's news. And then, you know, unemployment wasn't even like kicking in yet. That shit took a long time to even get. Yeah. So I my OnlyFans and it was, uh, it was really good money to open it too. Cause it's like, you know, you have some people waiting for you to open it. And that time in general, just a lot of people were uncomfortable with doing in-person stuff. Cause you know, I mean, they can't have the option to go see a dancer or something. So they yeah. have to kind of do an online experience. So it was, it was a good market for sure. Right. And, but yeah, I do, you know, want to, I think I'll still have it open for now. Um, just switch up the content, not, you know, super like just porn ish, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, more, more like photo shoot styles and, you know, themed ideas and like, it can still be collabs, but it would be like, you know, like tasteful, probably photos and like some stuff that you kind of would see in like Playboy and stuff like that, you know? That's actually kind of, that sounds like not bad. And like, yeah, you'll get, you'll get somebody to collab. You'll get some people who will like obviously revoke their money because all they want to see you do is get fucked. Well, you know what? You get that with everything though. You could, yeah. you could be doing like 99 things and they'll be like, where's this other one though? You know what I mean? It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, you literally can't please everyone, you know? So you, you just got to please yourself. That's what I found. Yeah. Exactly. Like, do what you want. Like, literally, I don't care if you, literally, I'm going to quote DeMilo again, where he's like, I've seen what made you applaud. I'm a, I don't care if you boo me. Like, that's, that's the mentality you have to be in, like. Right. So, yeah. what made you want to get into exotic dancing? Uh, it's so funny. I always felt like I had this calling for it as a kid, like way too young to even like justify. <laughs> like I was like eight, ten years old. And like it was like <laughs> my friends too, my guy friends like would agree and stuff. And like I'm like this skinny ass kid, and like I don't know, I just always felt like like I got that vibe where I understood like you know that essence. Um, and then when I got older, uh. I had, it was so funny. I have this best friend and she was a dancer 
And she pretty much like really motivated me like, yeah, you should really start doing this. And then, you know, I came up to Phoenix one weekend and it was like history from that point. <laughs> Work. So what was it like for you the first time you performed? Um, like dancing? Yeah. I remember the first time I got on stage, I definitely almost froze. I probably did freeze for like half a second. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, don't freeze. Like move, Michelle. And so, um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. It's like, I was definitely more nervous back then, but um, I'll tell you what, they love a young twink like <laughs> like they yeah. and you know what they like the fact that you're new not necessarily because you're good at dancing or you look like you know what you're yeah. doing but that's why they like it because they know you're new and they know you don't know what you're doing so i feel like they kind of think they can like i don't know they feel like they can take more advantage of you when you're new to be honest and that's why they right. like it. yeah <laughs> See, I will say this, like, unlike most queer people, so I'm a musician, so, like, how I actually started doing drag was I started performing at open mic nights and straight bars. What? In drag? Mm-hmm. Oh, period. That's sick. Yeah. And, like, I did original music, and, like, the owners, as I said, the owners were cool with me, except for, like, so there was one time, like, at the end of one of my songs, I had screamed motherfucker into the microphone. And then the following week, I got told by the owners not to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not repeating myself again, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm at a, I'm at a bar. I'm at a bar that's 21 plus. I always feel that way when, like certain establishments have certain guidelines and i'm like is this not a bar where we serve alcohol you know what i mean like some places don't even want their dancers to drink at all and i think that's like i definitely don't think a dancer should be wasted and fall off the stage but i think right um a lot of people are nervous when they're in a fucking thong in front of a hundred people so why not give them a drink or two <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, it's like, also, and then it's like, why, like, what's so wrong with having a drink in a bar? I'm so confused. It's not only that. It's like you're talking about being in a thong, and like, you got, you got a bunch of motherfuckers who are gonna try and cross the line, right? Because it's always, as I say, people like thinking that like. And it's the one that drives me crazy. The fact that like people just think without consent they can touch somebody's asshole. It's like, what right. the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. There was um <laughs> I don't know. There was all this uh stuff going on recently here, and it's really valid and it's really important. Um that performers you know make sure if they like touch an audience member that they have the consent of the audience member and the audience member is not going to get offended by being touched right 
And um, I, like I said, I think it's super important, but I think it's just as important to make sure it's happening the other way around too. To where if an audience member is touching a performer, that that performer is okay with it too. And yeah. when a performer lets a staff at the bar know that someone crossed that line, it should be taken really seriously, just like how it is the other way around. You know what I mean? And it's like... That's all I'm going to say. And it's also, in some ways, you have to act professional because there was one time. Exactly. You don't want to lose your temper. There's one time I wanted to. So, like, I wasn't I wasn't living in Orlando at this point. I'd already moved back home, but I was visiting. And, like, I was, like, performing, but I wasn't performing at a place in the backstage. So, like, when I wasn't performing, I was sitting among the audience. Mm -hmm. And... When I did, I was just sitting in the chair, minding my own business, and I had some motherfucker literally snatch my wig off my head. See, I would have swung. And it's like, baby, you are... I'm not that. I would have taken my shoe off and beat him upside the head. And, be, and the fact was, I was performing at the, at the bar I performed at all the time. I probably would have gotten away with it. Because it's like, right. it's like, you touched me. I'm not... See the amount of times people do times that people did that. I've had people the crazy well the one where it's like I love when people say like sexual harassment. Like again, as an entertainer, you just gotta get used to it. I I had I had a guy one time, I was like trying to go, I was like parking my car, I was about to like get out of my car and like walk into the bar to go perform and a guy rode up on his bicycle and just like whipped out his dick what the fuck is that and i was and i literally mouthed the words i'm like go away <laughs> and he and he stayed there for like two minutes i had to turn on my car and drive forward for him to move what the It's crazy. Was he like jacking it? No, it was just like out. <laughs> and, oh my god! And it's like, and it's like, it was a black guy, and it's like, yeah, I know you're into me, thick bitch, fat ass. That doesn't mean like what what's gonna happen here is right. what you want. <laughs> Uh, consent is really important. I'll just say that. Well, <laughs> again, I know that because also, as I said, harassment. I've also been sexually assaulted in drag. So, like, that was that was another guy who, like, I was like literally just leaving, leaving the bar one day. I think it was at like a Wawa parking lot, like next door, mm -hmm. and like. I was getting into my car and a guy just like walked up and then he's like talking to me and I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, da, da, da. and all of a sudden he just got in my car. Oh, fuck no. And I'm like, and I'm like, granted, you, you have to think about your safety because that's why some people are like, why mm. didn't you do anything? I'm like, it's like, I'm in Orlando. I don't know if this guy has a knife. I don't you know. You need to be careful. Yeah. So I'm like, let me just. He's obviously a little. He's not there. 
yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, let me just drive him home. And Stumped. as I was like driving him home, he like whipped out his dick. I'm like, it's like in my car. And it's like, it was like ashy and disgusting. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, no, don't fit. And I was trying to like make make it appear as un as myself appear as uninterested as I could be. And like right. when I was at a stoplight one time, all of a sudden the guy reached across the center console <laughs> and grabbed my crotch. What? And like, as I say, to this day I don't tuck and drag. So literally when he grabbed he grabbed everything. Uh, oh my god. And I think I what finally got him out of my car because he 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 wanted he wanted to have sex with me like it was very very clear, and he would not take no for an answer. So what I had to do was I think I had like a soda. And I basically just like gave it to him because I'm like I'm like what is it gonna take to get you out of my car? <laughs> He's oh like God. I'll take uh, in and it's like I'll take your soda. I'm like. Granted, it's two bucks I wasted, but I'm like, fuck it. It gets you out of my car. I don't have to deal with you anymore. Yeah, I would have I would have sold the soda <laughs> to save myself. <laughs> I don't know. I think the most offensive thing when I was dancing, I'll never forget. It was uh this one old ass, like short guy. And I was dancing on this like platform box and you know what i was actually standing on the ground and i was bent over and i was kind of twerking and there's like these benches behind me facing me and this motherfucker uh pulled my underwear down so my whole ass was exposed to like all these people and like i just remember grabbing him and i was like holding him by the throat I don't know. I told him, like, you're lucky. Or I told him, watch it. Yeah, I said, watch it, motherfucker. And I was like, I was just, like, so close to, like, swinging on him. But it was, like, definitely, you know, would have looked like the crazy one when I just, like, am pissed that someone exposed my whole asshole in public. But it's, like, I mean, granted, I would love to say violence is not the answer, but it's like sometimes you just got to like think in the moment and it's like you're not always going to react the perfect way. But sometimes some people don't understand like they're going too far. Right. Like, as I say, like, as I said, like touching a dancer's asshole, it's like without their permission it's like how do you not know that that's too far it's like i don't I, and they're like but i'm giving them a 20 it's like why the fuck does that matter <laughs> yeah there's we're crazy and it's like some people think it's funny and it's like why these people are working like we're working right yeah and most people do it for money not for fun yeah and it's Plot like twist. yeah and it's like 
it's like no time and place. It's like for me. Come on, yeah. Like even if we were into it, we you, we could get fired for that. Like that's so stupid. Like I would do stuff after, like. So the place I performed at Orlando used to have like a beach out back, and like there was this guy who had a cross dresser fetish, and he's like, he's like, you want your dick sucked? And I'm like, who am I to turn down a free blowjob? Like, there's a lot of guys like that. Yes. Huh? Yeah, it's and it's so, like it's so funny to me. I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting that it. It's interesting it that they developed that um, like hybrid of interest with a cross dress, yeah. but they want to suck the dick still. You know what I mean? That's what's yeah. interesting to me. Like, hmm. as I said, you, I don't care what you think. It's like as long as, and he did it more than once. I think I did it like six, seven times with him. I'm like, if that's <laughs> what you want to do, baby, go ahead. I guess he was good then. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> And then the other crazy story I had there was like, that was the time I was staying. That was the same night that I'd got my wig pulled off. I'm like, I had a guy who's like hit me up on Grinder and he's found out like, because I dressed like a slut, so I was wearing a thong because, of course. And like, mm-hmm. like he's, he's like, I'll fuck you in the parking lot. Like, and I'm, and I'm like, okay. And there was like this giant field out back, and like it's like oh, ten, wow. it's like ten minutes, and then like he got nervous, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was probably like his first time and shit. You're about to turn him out. <laughs> uh probably because like, as I say, most people like started hooking up with gay people when they started hooking up, like. I would say like like guys that like transgenders they start with like gay guys you're saying no 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 I'm saying like most gay guys in general just like like gay guys as in like I was getting I was getting even out of drag straight guys like hitting me up like DL guys oh really wow yeah okay. so it's like okay. so it's like the guy I lost my virginity to was like 32 but like. <laughs> I, I told that to somebody and they had their like their eyes started to widen and they're like they're like how old were you? I'm like I was 22. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Damn. So you were 22 when you lost your virginity? Yeah. Wow. I know, old bitch. <laughs> that's very conservative of you. Yeah. Well, it's not that it was me being conservative it was this area is like full of white people and white people in general i'm stereotyping but it's like for the most part it's true because of the fat ass their dick is not big enough really like if 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 a guy doesn't have at least six inches it's not happening like She's got cakes. <laughs> of course, baby. Yes. That's important these days. And it's like, 
And then all of a sudden, when I did lose my virginity and I was living in the hood, I'm like, well, obviously, I'm not surrounded by white people. I'm surrounded by black people. So, like, that's who I've had sex with more. It's like. Right. And you get used to it. But I will say, white guys, hit me up in my DMs. You might have a shot. (laughs) (laughs) You might (laughs) (laughs) just maybe you'll have to check first well i mean for me it's like check and it's like fair because i don't want somebody to waste their time like right and it's like ones that gotta put in the bio like hung you know what i mean like hung plus or whatever i'm not i'm not like that but like if a guy if a guy's dick is too small, I'm just gonna tell him I'm like I'm like I love that you're turned on by me, baby. Your dick's not breaking the floodgates, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's more like uh it's like an efficiency thing for you. It's not like you're like super what's it called, picky about it. No, I'm not like the person who's like, you have to be 10 inches. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, like, you at least have to make it in. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, and, and those motherfuckers, it's like, it's like, lower your standards. Like, God. <laughs> it's too bad. I mean, it's real. How would, wouldn't it be worse if you were like, yeah, come over? And then they get over, they whip it out, and you're like, oh no, too small. Get out. <laughs> but, um, but it's like if somebody could fit, I don't think that's too small. But like, I don't know. I try not to. I try not to size size shame. Size shame. I'm just being. That's why it's like, all dicks are beautiful. I think I heard a porn star say that at one point. That's so, nice. so like. Why not? I had a homegirl and she said one time, a dick's a dick. And I was like, wow. That's profound. Because it's true. (laughs) But but I will say this because I've already opened up enough. So, like, are you verse? Are you top? Um, I'm definitely more of a top. Yeah. I feel like uh, people think I like to like bottom a lot because I have like a fat ass. And then I feel like, you know, the fact that like client, clients, fans, whatever, like they're, they like it. They like my ass. So I kind of like, you know, show it off, like make it part of like, you know, my, my selling point. But it's like in reality, what I like what what pleases me is usually asked too <laughs> yeah. yeah like honestly there's nothing wrong with that it's like it's like there's nothing wrong with being like primarily top primarily versus or it's like verse and it's like everything should it's like as i say i did have somebody ask me to top 
them actually my friends with benefits like for years we had been together like i had been bottoming the whole time and they're like like i want you to top i'm like like okay i think that's when yeah i feel like that's like the only time that it's like kind of seems fun um is when you like you know just top them like a thousand times and it's like well let's maybe try it out <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah but for me yeah. i don't know I, like i don't always like i feel like it's painful for me so yeah i'm usually just a top there so what made you get into modeling um I remember I wanted to when I was a kid. Like, I always wanted to do something like acting, singing, modeling, like some kind of entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I remember when I was a kid, I did like these like classes um, that were probably like a ripoff, honestly. You know how they like yeah. <laughs> target people? um but yeah and then i i've done like a couple runways runway shows and just like a lot of my photo shoots like on my instagram and social media are mostly like concepts that i've kind of just came up with and like had fun with and tried to you know just show myself in different like styles and stuff like that Okay, so just one thing I am actually kind of curious about. So, you being so like tatted up, is that been like a hindrance to you, like modeling, or is it like has it really not affected you? I feel like it um, definitely puts me in a category. I don't know if it would hinder me, but yeah. it's like I am going to be hired to be the tattooed model. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're not going to like. I feel like if there if it's like an open position and it's like they didn't have someone fully tatted in mind, I wouldn't necessarily like make the cut. But if I they did like, you know, they're like, we have this guy, this guy, this guy. We just need someone who looks a little, you know, rough or whatever. And then they saw me like you'll probably get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it definitely kind of maybe puts me in a category, but you know i kind of like that i have my own category in a way too it's kind of cool and it's like right yeah and it's, it's like, like it's you being you it's you being you it's like you did that artistically like theoretically at least from what i see i don't know maybe you have some it doesn't look like your tattoos are cheap so like no i've, I've got a couple of discounted ones but I've, I don't know how much I've spent, but if I did know, I would probably like be so pissed about it because it's, it's a lot. Like I could have bought a nice car. I know that with all the tattoos. But I just looked at it like I only have one life, and yeah. I might as well get as tatted as I can while I'm here because that's what I like. Yeah, and it's like again, you have one life. It's like do what you want it's like as long as you're not harming anybody else or yourself you like just fucking right. do it. people always are like um 
I think it's silly when people are like, oh, you know, what about when you get old and your tattoos look like wrinkly? And I'm like, well, you know, wrinkly skin looks like wrinkly skin either way, whether it has a tattoo or not, in my opinion. I don't think it looks any better. So I'm not really worried about it. And plus, that's when you say I'm gay, sweetie. I'm probably gonna get all that stuff like surgically pulled as much. Right? I'm like, do you not <laughs> see this fucking face? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Let me be humble. About it. That's when you start having problems when you get like comfortable. No, and it's like, listen, that's the thing where it's like. As I say, and I've ne- and then I can tell you're not like arrogant. I've never had somebody arrogant on here. Really? No. Yeah, I feel like people think I am, but I'm really not. No, I'm really not. Well, first of all, somebody who's arrogant wouldn't interview, wouldn't like agree to do an interview with somebody who's like isn't like known, known. If they're not like, oh, you're not as famous as like Joe Rogan. It's like. Sorry. Right. Sorry, we all gotta fucking start somewhere. Right, right. Come on now. That's it's yeah. it's very like that. I mean, in any entertainment thing, you know what I mean? Even like being trying to take music seriously. It's like your music is always gonna be not, you know, you're not gonna be popping until you are. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like a lot of people don't wanna support someone who's not famous yet either. Like it almost doesn't look cool to listen to music that's not famous enough or something. You know what I mean? See, I am, and may, well, again, this is me being a musician. It's like, I would rather push somebody who's like, who's good, that's like, not as like, well-known versus like somebody who's like, big and blowing up. That's why like, when all these gays are like, obsessed with, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Beyonce. I'm like, What's the big fucking deal? Like, I kind of did want to go. I'm not going to lie. Because here was my thing. I will say this. Obviously, like, we're going into musical inspirations. That's literally my next question. So it's like, obviously, like, like, I'm a huge fan of Gaga. So, like, I understood that obsession. Like, when all the gays were obsessing with Lady Gaga, that made sense to me. Right, because like Lady Gaga is literally almost a drag queen herself. It's like, what the fuck is Beyonce? I mean, I think this is my opinion. Like, I don't think she's the best vocalist of our generation, but definitely a pretty good one. Um, she did it right by starting out in a really famous uh, girl group. You know what I mean? She already got something yeah. from that. Then she went on and had a really successful solo career. But I just like the fact that she, you know, puts on a good show. She does... This tour, she doesn't as much from what I've seen, but she usually dances her fucking ass off. Like, I do feel like she's kind of like the MJ of our generation. Yeah. I mean... I see it that way. That's <laughs> So anyway... Speaking of that, who are some who are some of your musical inspirations? Um, definitely, uh, Michael is like a big one for sure. Even though you know, I, it's obviously like we have different styles. I think 
just looking at art and creativity, he's really Yo. inspiring in that sense. Um, uh, of course, everyone knows I love Nicki Minaj. Um, she's probably my yes. favorite female rapper. Um, for guys, I really like Biggie. Um, I like Lil Wayne a lot. Uh, 50 Cent was like my first rap CD, I remember. Yeah. So I like I like him a lot too. Yeah. Um, and then for singers, yeah, Beyonce. I really like uh, Whitney too. Whitney's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I can like any genre or style. I feel like I just have to feel the real emotion in it. Right. And for me, yeah. I would say to some people, I always say that I'm a singer, but like I have some rap influences because I also do a little bit of rapping myself. So obviously, like Lady Gaga, um, Christina Aguilera, definitely like I like her a lot too. Yeah, that's an um, unpopular opinion too. What Christina Aguilera? Yeah, I feel like well, a lot of people are like, "Who's that?" Because they're a Britney fan. You know, there's a lot of Britney fans that don't like her. I like Britney too, so it's like I do too. I can like both sides. Yeah, you can like everything. It's much like I would say as much as like when people talk about like I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, but I also like like Lil Kim and I like Remy Ma oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like Cardi, yeah. Cardi, I mean, I was, Cardi's not bad, but like Cardi is not like amazing. Like, yeah, it's like I feel like. No offense, but people have their reasons to not like Cardi. Because <laughs> well, it's just my thing being a writer, like, and she's been open about not writing her music. So it's kind of like, just like a kill for me. And it's also, it's like, I'm a little bit more like, even harder on artists. Because it's like, literally when I make music, like, when I say, like, I literally do from, like, start to finish. Like, I make the beats. I write oh, wow. my own lyrics. Yeah, I do it, like, all. I'm not and technical like, like that. At all. It's, it's, it's not as easy. It's, like, grueling, but I, lo- I love it. But, but that like, would be so cool to be able to do, because you get to make it so how you want and have every bit of control on it. Yeah. That's cool. But it's like you being a rapper, it's like that makes sense because like most people are like they go in like pen their lyrics and like that's good, which I mean like for rappers yeah. it's it's I think it's cool. For singers, it's like my thing with it is, is at least like if the best thing about your music is the production then that means you're not as an artist bringing anything to the table. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it has to be like good when you walk in the door and the producer just, you know, ties it all together. But the producer I work with here, I'm like super thankful. I think he's really talented. I feel like I would never want to work with anyone else. Really? You well 
But I mean, maybe it was also like I started working with him when I started rapping. So I feel like, you know, I was like less confident in recording and everything. But I mean, I guess it just depends on. And I guess I kind of like that because it's like you don't want to go to the producer that everybody wants to go to. So it's like some people are like, I would just love to have like. I'm going to use some old names here because like. I don't really pay attention to rappers like Mike Will made it, DJ Mustard. Like, it's right. like why why would you want to go to the person that everybody's going to? Right. That means you're gonna get the same sound that they're getting, and there's gonna be no creativity to you. That's true. Yeah, I really like um if you pay attention, like that producer that Ice Spice uses. I think he has a lot of different sounding stuff. But I mean, yeah, it's like, what was it? I was thinking back to like 2013 when like, speaking of Britney, it's like when Britney put out Britney Jean and it's like, everyone's like, Britney did such a bad album. I'm like, that album's not her fault. Will I Am was the one in the studio, like producing all these shitty beats that all pretty much sound the same. Really? Yeah, it's like. That's why I will not be afraid to say this. Will I am is literally the most whack producer in the industry. Oh, Will I am. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't like yeah. that song that they came out with, the Mind Your Business. I think that's it's silly in my opinion. It's it was I like her part. I like Britney's part. I don't like his thing. Yeah. But it's like I didn't even listen to the whole thing. They basically just redid Scream and Shout except for this generation. It's like But that's because Will I Am knows how to make beats in one genre. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not able to go to like different genres, yeah, your sound's gonna sound exactly the same. Yeah. So, who would be your dream artist to collaborate with? Mm. Probably Nicki Minaj, for sure. That would be crazy. And I feel like we would honestly make a really good song. That's the crazy part about it. Nicki is just like everybody's on here of course like nikki is mine for rapper i would say yeah i would say her or iggy i'd love to do a song with iggy oh, yeah. i know iggy gets a lot of hate but like she does get a lot of hate that new song she came out with isn't bad which new song um i saw it has a video i don't know what it's called money come Ooh, I need to check that out because, like, yeah, see, a lot of people don't even know about it. No, she, because she's so hot too. She looks so good. And I, I have been there for her, like, literally when nobody else would do it. Like after like her debut album, like one of my favorite songs to perform is like "Team." Which one's that? 
team. Uh, it's off of. It's off of. It was no, no, no. It would have been. It would have been off of what was supposed to be her sophomore album called Digital Distortion that never came out. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. So it's like she released that song as a single, and all of a sudden she got released from. God, I want to say she's on Def Jam. She was uh whatever label Ti is with because she was yeah a- yeah uh, oh yeah 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 that's right it's whatever oh, yeah. I remember that yeah I, I I was a fan of her back then I remember this one guy and he like put me onto her and I was like okay she's pretty cool back when she had that song like bounce like before fancy came out oh oh you're talking about oh yeah you're talking about old school yeah yeah. I, w- I liked her back then. I feel like a lot of these artists, I like them a lot when they first came out, come out, and then they're like they kind of just lose it for me. And that's why I like Nikki because she always seems to reinvent a little bit. You know what I mean? Like even Meg The Stallion, I really liked her when she first came out, and I think um, her new her earlier stuff was kind of a lot better. Like, I would say that, like... Sweetie, she's another one. You know what I mean? City Girls. A lot. Yeah, you're like, when all these artists, like, first come out, they, like, make all this, like... They ring the heat. And then, you know, it's like that, though. You ever work somewhere too long and you get comfortable at your job and you kind of don't try as hard? Uh... I mean, it's good if you don't, but a lot, I think a lot of people are like that, you know, they get well, well, my last job, it's not that I didn't, wasn't like trying as hard. What happens is they literally like physically broke me. Really? Like literally they caused me to like, they were like working me so hard that I ended up developing bone spurs in the heels of my feet. What's that? I feel like I have that. my feet hurt. Basically, what it is is whenever you're like standing too long or like moving too long, you get like this sharp, like stinging pain and like the. I have that. Yeah, yeah. I swear. I think I think it's because I've been bartending for a long time and stuff. You know what I mean? It's literally the only thing that like I would say cure at least like cured it or like made it less bad for me is to like leave a job where I'm always on my feet all day and work at a desk job. That's what I want to do, but looking like this <laughs> I don't know who's what? gonna want me behind the desk. You know, they like to see me behind a bar or something like that. You literally can't get I'm not talking about like a job where you have to like physically like see people. Like I work at a call center. Like, oh, okay. See, that would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like it doesn't pay shit, but like, I also be having an attitude sometimes. So, well, the thing is, what it what it is is okay. So, I work for a internet provider slash cable company. They have like a residential and business side. 
I worked residential for two months and then they offered me to go over to business. I'm like, these customers are horrible. Let me go over here. I bet the business customers are a little better. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But even so, they're probably still pissed. Well, the thing they're pissed about is (laughs) I literally work for a company where like, it seems like every day there's an outage somewhere Mm -hmm. and and they expect you to lie they're like they're like they're working on it they're like where's the estimated time i'm like i'm like (laughs) they they do expect you to lie because it's like they're they're like they're working on it meanwhile i'm working for a company Believe it or not, I I, re- I represent businesses that are out where you are in Arizona. I live mm-hmm. in Florida. <laughs> but you have yeah, some people. You have some people who are like, "Thank God, thank God, there's an American talking to me." Yeah, it's like I have. No, I don't really care. I just need to be able to understand who whoever's on the phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> If they're going to be, like, speaking English, it does need to be, like, you know, it does need to sound like English. Right. That's all, like, you know. I feel like I'm good at trying to understand people with accents or even people who don't speak English. Like, you know, just bartending for so long, like, I just come across people who are, like, signaling things to me. (laughs) I just kind of get it after a while. It's funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I guess I'm gonna answer this. Who would be my dream artist to collaborate with? Um, yes. I usually I get split this up into like queer and non queer people because I'm all about supporting like smaller queer artists. So like for non queer for me, it would definitely be like Lady Gaga or Iggy or Nikki would definitely be like mm-hmm. my top three for queer people. I'm going to say, like, DeMilo, who I just interviewed. Um, Pretty Boy Rock. Um, yeah. Uh, Benji Bradshaw, who's my friend. Sage Swade, who's, like... I call, I call him a rapper. He doesn't like to be classified as that. I'm like, I'm like, I heard you sing, baby. Just say you're a rapper. Um, and like, who else? Um, Onyx, who's like musician. Yeah, I could go down a list. It's like I'm as as that I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, you're not like a top forty artist. I don't want to deal with you. It's like, yeah. It's like as you said, people get jaded and when they're in that like music system for so long you'd probably get something better with somebody who's underground uh-huh yeah at least it's gonna sound new you know what i mean and it's like yeah you know there's pros and cons with both like the production could be maybe not as great or something but it's definitely there's people who aren't famous doing you know things if 
not better than people that are famous. Because there's some people like speaking of I know you said Texas. Speaking of like Texas rappers, I feel like Asian Doll, somebody who's like not huge. Like I feel like her spit game is like really good, but because she was signed to Gucci Mane's label, like she never really like made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these people get in bad management deals and stuff like that. That's why I don't know. I watch like a lot of videos and like documentaries about like artists and careers and stuff like that. And like, yeah, when the time comes, I'm definitely having a lawyer look at that contract because a lot of these people, it's like they sign a contract thinking it's going to blow them up. And then it like just takes them like to here when they were really supposed to go like so much higher. It's almost why I've had this discussion. I would rather sign to like a distribution company where it's like uh-huh. all, all well, especially because I can like make my own beats. It's like I'd rather you just like front me the money and I'll pay you back. Like that sounds better to me than like me signing a contract to your label because like then I'm gonna want to produce my own beats and you're not gonna like that. You're gonna want me to work with these seven producers so i can owe you all this money back mm-hmm. right that's crazy yeah so what's your dating life been like <laughs> well it's crazy it's a lot to unpack honestly sometimes um <laughs> No, because I'm going through a divorce, but the divorce has, it started a year ago. It's been dragging on. And aside from that, it's something that I really should have started a lot sooner. You know, looking back in hindsight, it's like, what was I doing? Um, So, you know, so I've been doing that and then i was in a relationship um after that and um you know i guess we just like agreed to like break up or whatever but um you know i just have a lot going on so yeah like it's a time to focus on me as cliche as that sounds but you know it's true like you really can't love someone else if you don't love yourself and not like i don't love myself like i hate myself but loving yourself also is taking the time for you you know realizing like what you need to do and like not putting shit off you know right so trying to do that but we'll see what happens you never know yeah I mean, I will say, especially now, like, living at home, I'm so glad I'm, like, not at the point where I'm like, I want to start a relationship. No, because I had, I've had two, I've had two relationships. Both of them ended, well, one ended kind of, like, suddenly, and then the other one ended kind of tragically. So I dated somebody for a year who, like, we were living together and then all of a sudden one day I got a note with a key in the door saying I'm transitioning. That's crazy. 
It's like, I know you won't accept me for the way that I am, which she wasn't wrong about. Like, not saying that, like, I hate people who are trans. It's just I was young. I didn't really know much about trans people. Right. And it's like, it's not only that. Like, there was a little bit of, like, what I call, like, lying because, like, she was going on hormones, which live with me, and not telling me. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, it's, that's shady. It's shady, and it's also, it's like, yeah, definitely. So then, when I broke up with her, I did the stupid thing, which was getting in a relationship immediately after breaking up with her. Which, again, when you're young and dumb, you do that kind of shit. Right. And I ended up dating some... That person I ended up dating for a month. And then as we were breaking up, I found out they were racist. Oh, shit. No way. Like, like it was the one time I dated a white guy. And, like... All of a sudden, as we were breaking up, they literally said, I'm not going to say the word, but they said, all you ever want is that N-word dick. Oh, my God. That's his insecurity talking. You know what I mean? That's crazy. And, and it's like, well, the thing was, this is what I'll say. He got mad. So we were trying to be in a, like open relationship, like a mutual open relationship. So one day I went to work and he decided to get sucked off by two guys while I was at work. By my back. I'm like, okay. So if you're not going to obey the rules, neither am I. So when he went to work one day, I got fucked by somebody. I got fucked. This is the part. I didn't tell him this part, but it would have killed him. It was a deaf black guy too. So it was like... (laughs) (laughs) Bless his heart. And I'm like, I'm like, and that's why I said that's like, baby. It's like, you're right. As you said, it's it's insecurity. It's like, I'm clearly with you. Right. Literally, like, towards the end, it was like, I'm putting up with you because I was starting to get fed up. Yeah, and gets like that, and it's like you know you're still with them because obviously you see the qualities that you love, but it starts to like conflict, right? Uh, maybe this is the bad part of me. I'm trying to think about the good qualities. I don't. I can't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you know it was time to call it quits. Yeah. So, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? Um, as a as a teenager, I definitely experimented with a lot of drugs. Um, put myself in a lot of crazy suspicious situations that like looking back i'm like lucky to be alive honestly um 
but I, I never got like addicted to a drug i feel like there was definitely maybe a few that i kind of had a liking to but i think i always knew that i didn't like because you know i saw my dad like struggle right like right, a whole definitely. lifetime i can pretty much remember him being in and out of jail so i just knew it wasn't like really a path that i wanted to go down um i am currently you know drinking less um i think you know dancing um and drinking like i always use the alcohol to make me like more comfortable with it but uh if you do that too much it becomes like a habit and it's almost like you need the alcohol to dance and right you don't need it but then you feel like i don't know you have this like feeling like you're not gonna make as much or look like you're having as much fun or smile as much or be as social you know what i mean right so it, it was like a crutch i feel like i used it like a crutch for a long time and <clears throat> now i'm just trying to get uh more comfortable with not drinking while it's mostly while dancing too i feel like if you're off and don't do it every day but you know what i mean if you want to go like have fun every now and then go do it but yeah while being like at work dancing probably just not drinking all the time is good because then if you're if you're working four or five times a week you end up drinking four or five times a week and if you're trying to go to the gym and eat healthy it's just like it doesn't all mix together right and i mean i get that i don't drink now when i perform only because of the story i'm about to tell you so i had a night where everyone it was a night where people were buying me drink after drink after drink after drink. Mm -hmm. And then I got in my car. And I had to um, drive an hour and a half home. <laughs> or no, uh, drive an hour home. Yeah. Fucking far. Yeah. And I, di I did make it till i got literally to the town next to my next to where i live and like that's when i got pulled over by a cop and luckily i say like my dad like picks me up so i didn't have to get a dui but it's like that's where i started looking like okay this i can't do this anymore yeah there's always like something that yeah and then in terms of drugs so speaking of the bone spurs before i got like health insurance which is crazy expensive obviously fucking hate you america but it's like it took me four months to get on health insurance once I developed these bone spurs. And, like, in the time I didn't have it, I was abusing ibuprofen like crazy. Yeah. Like, I was taking 1824 pills a day. Yeah. Hmm. And that's when I had to step back and I'm like, I need to stop this. It's not going to be good for me long term. Right. You have to think about the long term. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's like, yeah, that's the closest. It's like, the thing is, especially like being in entertainment, being just gay, it's like, I've been around everything. I just have never done it. Really? Yeah, I experimented a lot, really young, um, and had like some scary moments that I feel like taught me like lessons, you know? My thing with everything now is, and like probably why I wouldn't do it now, is like everything's laced with fentanyl. And it's like you yes. don't know what you're taking. And it's like literally. Yeah, I feel like at least like when I was doing it, uh, stuff when I was like a, a kid, like we knew, you know, like everyone knows, like ecstasy pills are not like full mdma you know what i mean right um but i think a stuff was at least more pure back then because that's be that was before the fentanyl like epidemic you know what i mean right it definitely was that's really scary i actually have an older cousin who i lost to a fentanyl overdose and she was left actually like brain dead and her kids i think had to make the decision to like let her go after Damn. a while yeah. you know and like yeah she probably didn't even know that she was doing that much fentanyl she probably intended on doing something else than that you know what i mean right that's crazy yeah so what are your thoughts on how the lgbt community is being treated at like with politics and stuff yeah it's crazy um and i think it's kind of alarming that a lot of people don't care because that's exactly how it happens yeah so but um i think you see throughout history like if you look back in like ancient ancient history there's times where being gay was actually more okay and and sometimes even like trans uh genders were like praised you know what i mean right so i think in history it kind of comes and goes in waves how much they like us and how much they don't but they definitely always see us as different yeah and it's like I would say the the point that you said about like people saying that they don't want to go out and vote, it's because mm. the saddest part is with this only being a two party system in America, it's like even the candidates who like have a message where it's like that's great, like you actually want to take care of the people, that's not who the status quo is putting up mm -hmm. it's like it's like when you look at somebody like marianne williamson who's like that would be a, somebody great to be president but right. the democratic party is definitely going to choose joe biden and it's like well we have to choose between the guy who's half dead bro is he and crazy? and whatever clown the republicans are going to decide probably yeah. probably donald trump again and it's like yeah i that's the thing it's it's kind of like 
it's kind of like religion. Like I'm very spiritual, but I think a lot of religions are kind of obviously, you know, they don't like us and right. They're obviously. they're not standing on what they're supposed to be standing on with the love thy neighbor and shit like that. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, so it's like kind of like that. Like I don't like the whole way the politics is set up. You know what I mean? This this image they're giving it's not what it is. Yeah, and, and they it's don't like... give the people who are like really should have a chance. They don't ever get that chance. And to your point of like love thy neighbor when people say like that's christianity i'm like and all and all i have to do is tell them my story about coming out and being locked in a mental institution it's like how is that love thy neighbor that's you literally abusing the power you have right yeah the love that that was (laughs) they was living in a neighborhood where everyone was the same as them that's why right (laughs) <laughs> that's also like when people say like oh people are born racist it's it's like no you're not born racist you're taught, taught racism sure yeah i think it's taught I, it's taught and some people are just easily influenced than others you know what i mean i grew up in a country ass town in ohio after cincinnati so it was a lot of like racist i feel like if i was like easily influenced i could have grew up like that like you know there were like my nana for instance like she wasn't she wasn't racist but like she won't go out of her way to hate but she i definitely heard her make a few comments about people of different colors over the years like never drop an n-bomb or anything like that but maybe a little prejudice i would say right but like it like it kind of changed when she got older because my cousin like had like mixed babies and stuff and you know she did like really changed her mindset a little bit which i thought was kind of cute in a way kind of bad kind of cute <laughs> yeah and it's like again it's like being in this is the thing i would say when people talk about florida there's like and everyone says, like, there are liberal parts of Florida. It's like, no, there's one. It's Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, and everything else. That's why, like, I'm in. Even Orlando's not very. Liberal. I mean, or, no, Orlando, actually, I take that back. There's two. So Orlando is very, like, liberal. But Orlando's, uh-huh. Miami's liberal in, like, the fact that, like, it's liberal just all around. Orlando is liberal but religious. That's the that's the sad part. Yeah. And to my final question, what's the biggest misconception about you? Oh my god. That's so funny. So like there's a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I just feel like people always get the wrong idea of me. And that's why I feel like it's good to say how I feel so they know exactly, you know what I mean? There's no, like, assumption. But the biggest one is probably uh, it's either, um, I don't know, I guess just that I'm, like, rude or mean or something like that. Um, 
you know, when half the time, like, believe it or not, if I'm not like working in that moment, I'm like usually a little more shy. Like if I'm, if I'm like performing and then I don't look shy, it's because I'm like coaching myself through that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I guess sometimes I'm just quiet in public and people maybe, maybe they've like seen me around or heard and they expect me to be like this loud uh, ball of fire. But sometimes it's like not always the case. So I guess just people think I'm rude a lot. Honestly. No. Yeah. And it's like, that's most performers. It's like, when people see like butcher this way on stage, it's like, yeah, that's because most performers are introverts and that's where they shine. Literally, if you're an artist, yeah. It's like I've met I've met I've met in doing this podcast, I met one extroverted person who's like who is I'm gonna do air quotes on this, an actor. Okay. But, <laughs> They film things. No, that that's the thing. It's like, no shade. I'm going to say this. I love you, Phoenix. His name is Phoenix. But he calls himself an actor. I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, motherfucker. I follow you on social, on social, on Instagram. I never see you on set <sighs> promoting anything that you're in. Uh the last thing they promoted was the the reality show where I met them, which really? which was they were on the first season of For the Love of Dilfs. They were the first person eliminated. That's their claim to fame. Oh, yeah. For the Love of Dilfs. I was thinking yeah. about um, that one or like Go Go for the Gold or something. I've actually interviewed people from both of those shows. So like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to get into it. I've just never got into my my casting tape mode. Which I mean, if you were to do like, here's the thing: for the love of Delfs would be great if you're like into the show, like. And like you're willing really to find someone. I don't even think it's if you really want to find someone. It's like if you're willing to play a game. Because this this is the question I literally asked the the two people other than my friend of Milo who was on the show. It's like, did you really believe when you went on that show that you were actually going to fall in love? Because it's like, because it's like there's no there is no fucking way. There's no way. <laughs> You're going to fall in love on a set? I know. Imagine. But I don't know. What if? <laughs> what if they had some crazy story? You know what I mean? And they, like, also went in thinking they were going to fall in love. But by chance, y'all kind of hit it off. See, my thing is, if you wanted to do it for, like, a social social media boost, I'd say go for it. Yeah, I think that's why most people do it. Because they usually, they'll do like other reality shows as well. You know what I mean? A lot of people who are on reality shows that go to like other ones. Yeah, actually, I don't 
Well, the person I know from that show who actually worked in Phoenix at one point, I I know they follow you. I don't know if you follow them. And that would be Prince Joshua. Oh, yes. I know him. Okay. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've interviewed Prince Joshua. Joshua. Have you? Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't see that one. I looked through a few of them. Yeah. I'll send you that one. Uh, Yeah. That's so funny. I love him. He lives in LA now. Yeah. He's a sweetie. I I know. That's the one thing where it's like, that's where I kind of learned about Phoenix. Because, like, where I learned about, like, the town of Phoenix. Because it's like, most of this, most thing, well, I think Arizona, I think. Maybe this is just me being like an East Coast person. I consider Arizona like one of those flyover states where you get to California. Like, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have some nice like sceneries. You know what I mean? Like Sedona. Have you heard of Sedona? It's fucking yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we have the Grand Canyon. A lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, I'm my aunt's thinking about moving. She said either to Arizona or New Mexico, so I may end up out there at some point. Just like yeah, you have to come visit, I'll show you around. <laughs> That's the thing. I have to. What was that? I was mentioning this point. I would. I would love to go everywhere. It's like the thing is, I have a job. <laughs> like, right. That's what makes it hard. Because that's why I've had people who are like, you should come out and visit like Seattle. I'd love, to, or you should come out and visit Boston. It's like, I'd love to. I got to pick a place because like, I can't go everywhere. <laughs> right. I know. I love Cali. I love San Diego. See, I've, I've been to San Diego once. It wasn't, I was in high school. Like San Diego's not bad. Yeah. Never been to LA. Really? No. I was there for LA Pride and WeHo Pride, and it was like super gay everywhere. It was pretty cool. Of course. Yeah. I like it. I like how we how accepted we are there. I'll say that. Like it's like it's almost like a culture shock. You know what I mean? Because I'm from Ohio and then Arizona. And those are like both like red places. Ohio yeah. might be like democratic technically, but I don't think yeah. it was like that. No, and it's like, well, first of all, when people say like LA is accepting, it's almost like it has to be because because what, they, what would y'all do without us? You know what I mean? We're yeah, like ninety percent like, of the population there. Like, That's why we, it's run like, we run LA. Let's be it's real. It's like there's too many, there's too many gay people. There is too many gay people in LA. It's probably why I don't why I don't want to go there. It's <laughs> funny. It's really funny. Like, you know what I mean? Here you see it'll be like if you have a neighborhood, there's probably one gay guy in that neighborhood. Here it's or there, it's probably like one straight guy in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? So different. I don't know. I like it though. I like the weather because it's hot as hell here. But isn't it hot in LA? It's so much less hot. Like I get cold there. <laughs> but see, 
this is the thing, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but doesn't it get cold at night in Arizona? Um, some places, but like I said, I think because Phoenix has that concrete jungle oven thing going on, there's uh, like in the summer, it'll be over a hundred at night here. Still, oh no, 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 okay, wait, wait, no, this is the thing. I'm I thinking prob- probably during like winter it gets cold. It does. I get freezing yeah. in the winter, and it's it's a you know it's a dry heat, so it's like a dry yeah. cold. So like yeah. your skin gets really like chapped sometimes in the winter. Yeah, as I say, like the thing is, like I I get that like difference in temperature because it's like. Living in Orlando versus living in South Florida, it's completely different. Because, like, when you're by the ocean, it's a lot, like, warmer than it is, like, inland. Right. So, it's, like, that's why when people down in South Florida wear, like, a sweater when it's, like, 60 degrees outside, I'm, like, what? (laughs) I would wear a sweater at 60 degrees, yeah. See, no, I'm more like it's got to be at least like 40 for me to put on a sweatshirt. Like, that's almost freezing temperature. <laughs> what <laughs> stuff freezes at like what 32 or something? But... <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Good point. No, I get cold easy though. Like, I'm super sensitive. Like, my roommates probably hate me because. Like, I think the comfortable temperature to have your house is, like, 75. See, I can get with that. Yeah. 75, I like. Yeah, Literally I'm not living. one of those, like, 69 degrees type of people. That's no, my dad, my dad likes to keep it, because I live with my dad. My dad likes to keep it at 78 all year. I'm like. Oh, that's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. I will need the fan on with that one. Yeah, that's hot. I have my ceiling fan, and then I have two fans on over here. Like, Good Lord, that's almost 80. Yeah, and I'm like, it's, it's just. Yeah, but when I sleep, I'll go a little colder, like 72. See, my thing was, I'm hoping my dad bought, like, a camper, and I was hoping he would go on vacation for, like, a month, like, go away somewhere so that way like i can like turn down the ac when he like leaves the house like oh yeah or you take the camper and travel i don't i don't i don't own a truck oh shit that would be scary too i don't want to drive like a trailer on a truck like that no and it's like no i don't want to i don't want to say the trailer either like my thing is like that's why when some gays are like, let's go camping out in the woods. I'm like, you go bring my ass out in the woods. No, it's like, it's like, you want to go camping? Let's go camping at the Motel 6. Like, <laughs> I'm dead. I like camping if there's water. Like, take me to a lake and I would camp. That's fun. That's a good time. No. Get a boat. Get a boat during the day. And shit. I'm not an outdoor. That's probably the other reason why I want out of Florida. Like, I'm not an outdoors person. I'd rather be indoors at all times. Really? Yeah. Come to Arizona. You'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. 
seriously, when I would bartend, they'll be like, "What do you? What's there to do for fun here?" I'm like, "Girl, it's July. You better stay your ass inside." Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, because you said it's hot. That definitely would be not. Yeah, I mean today, it's it's starting to cool down for us here, but I'm trying to see like what temperature it is. I don't know. It was definitely over a hundred. I'll look at what it is here too now. My car said like 101 going to work. That's the thing too. A lot of people like if their car is like about to break down, yeah. like it's it'll definitely break down in the summer because it's too hot. Okay, you would think that this is cool. I think it. I think that this is too hot. It's eighty three. There. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. See, I love that weather. Like in the fall and the spring is the good times to come here. That's when we have perfect weather. Mostly the fall. Yeah, because spring it's probably cold. I remember interviewing somebody mm -hmm. in March. No, yeah, March is still pretty cold. March, yeah, in my, in my opinion. And they said it was forty. I'm like, that sounds so nice because I think here is like seventy nine, and I'm like, I would much, yeah. I I would much rather trade places with you. Believe me, like, yeah, we don't have the humidity here, so, but I like a little humidity. Just a tad. Yeah. Well, anyway, with that being said, it was it was great getting to meet you. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Everybody, be waiting for past due. It's coming out October. You better stream it on all platforms. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Right, bye, guys.